If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Live from New Orleans, home of good food, good music, and tons of fun, this is Tina and Georgette with Floors Truly. Hey, my friend, happy Tuesday. How are you doing on this beautiful day? Uh, I'm doing well. Happy Tuesday to you as well. Happy end of the season for us. It's a good is day. Is it? Is it? <laughs> well. <laughs> is it happy? <laughs> well, you know, I was trying to put a positive spin. I didn't do it. It is. It is. I, I'm proud of. I, I'm. I'm proud of our guys. I'm really incredibly proud of this team. I'm selfishly sad that the season is over, but considering everything that we have went through, yes, it it ended on a positive note. We beat our rival Falcons, of course, mm-hmm. and we we ended with a winning season. So I, I really wish. We would have made the playoffs. The Rams decided to screw us again for the second oh. time. So it is what it is. But yes, I, 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 I'm not going to be that. I'm not mad. I, there's been tons of seasons where it's it been over and we were angry. And I have to say that the overwhelming response on social media from the Houdat Nation is very positive. Mm-hmm. Agreed can't complain can't really can't complain about that it should have it should have continued but this was a season that was out of our hands Mm -hmm. everybody says you're in control of your destiny and I don't truly believe that this season was it literally started with a storm and after everything this team went through I mean to lose our starting quarterback after seven games lose their backup new star Taysom Hill concussion three weeks he was out COVID, you know, 22 players lose both of our quarterbacks. Poor Ian Book. (laughs) We'll be saying poor Ian Book for a while. Even Coach Payton got, you know, got COVID. Can't really complain about it. I mean, it's just, there's, there's some games that we would have liked to head head back, but we ended Mm -hmm. on a positive note. We, uh, we swept Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah. Always a win. That's, that's always a win, but yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of this team. And I, I totally think that, and this has been a big topic of discussion for the last two weeks is that Sean Payton deserves to be the NFL coach of the year this year. I think for everything that we've been through, I, I mean, I've been a season ticket holder for 16 years. I've been a fan of the team double that time. Mm-hmm. I've seen Sean since they won him coming here. And I feel like this was the most impressive season since he's been here, I think he's went through um, more adversity. He's had more issues with player personnel yep. than any team that I can remember in the league. And I mean, we've had some great seasons. I mean, he's led us to, you know, three NFC championships, the Super Bowl, obviously. The last two seasons, we were without Drew Brees at some point in time because of injuries. Had to have a our backup quarterback the first time with Teddy Bridgewater, the second time with Jameis Winston. And, you know, people make the joke, so he's kind of like the quarterback whisperer. But uh, he, he really did a, a miraculous job this season in coaching this team and keeping the fire in them, uh, rallying the troops, so to speak. Um, they really, they really played up. I mean, I, I don't know if you realize this stat or not, and I don't know if a lot of people know it, but 58 different players mm-hmm. this season. 
And to me, I mean, I, yeah, you can say that other teams have better records than us and their coaches are in higher contention for the coach of the year award. But I think that Sean Payton deserves it just because of all the hurdles that he had to jump this season. It's tough to do. It absolutely is. He had the, that 58 starters is an uh, NFL record. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's another team um, that had 57, the Texans this year, Um, but their situation was different than ours. And, um, and I'm going to stand firm on that, especially the fact that he had to work with four different quarterbacks in one season. Uh, They didn't have that problem uh, in Houston. So I order for kickers too. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We had kicker issues. We had quarterback issues. We had Alvin Kamara out for four games. Uh, Mark Ingram got injured near the end. And so he wasn't able to pick up the slack for, um, for Alvin. It's, it it was, it was a lot. And you are, you are absolutely right. Coach of the year should be a lock for him, Um, but it won't be. No, it won't. And a lot of people were talking about, well, you know, your quarterback's plays has been less than stellar. I'm like, you do realize we lost like three of our key yeah. starters on the offensive line. I mean, they yeah. missed a total of 25 games yeah. <laughs> between the three of them. I mean, that's a lot. So yes. the yep. fact, I mean, yeah, nine and eight overall is, you know, not a great record. But when you consider in all the factors, it, it to, to, it's a winning record one. You yep. know, we literally were a Stafford interception away from making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, at the beginning of the season, predicted 10 and seven. I was one game off from that. And like I said, I'm still proud of the team. Yes, Sean Payton should win coach of the year, but he won't. We all know he's a very contentious relationship with <laughs> the press, with NFL <clears throat> powers that be. Mm-hmm. So um, Sean Payton is an outspoken coach and he, ten- you know, sometimes he's petty he's fun. Um, he doesn't bite his tongue and a lot of people don't like that. That offends people. So they want everybody to just, you know, follow the line and, you know, follow the rules and and don't be outspoken. Don't say anything. And Sean's not like that. He's never been like that. And that's one of the reasons why we love him here in new Orleans, because that's how we are. So he's not, he's not a favorite, you know, he's not, sometimes he's not great to interview because, you know, he's moody. He gets angry at some of the questions, which honestly, I don't blame him because sometimes he gets asked some really stupid questions and he'll say he doesn't want to talk about something and they press the issue. So he's not a favorite, you know, and I'm, and and he's never been, they, they released, I think it was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the top four or five coaches and the odds for them to win. And Sean Payton was like at the bottom of the list. Yep. You know, of those five. And I said, there's just, you can't tell me that these other teams would have played up the same way. And the thing is, we'll never know. Cause I mean, no team has been through this much adversity, nope. but take into the biggest factor of everything was starting the season on the road, having to relocate to Dallas after the hurricane. When's the last time you've had that happen to a team, the new Orleans saints in 2005. Yep. So that's great. I mean, you add that in with everything else. I just don't, I don't believe it. And and, and maybe people will listen and be like, oh, well, they're homers. We're never going to know because this is probably never going to happen to another team. But I just think when you put all of that in a hat, you know, the scales are tipped and it, and it should be in his favor. But sadly, like you said, he's not going to win. Um, but you know what, Coach Payton, you're our coach of the year. Oh, we love him. It, <laughs> and we love you. And I hope in, uh, that you, you know, you, you continue your career here in New Orleans. Cause if you pay attention to some of the rumor mills, they've got him going to Chicago. They've got him going to Denver, which is just yep. insane. He's never expressed any displeasure here at all. 
Um, and if anybody knows anything about the Saints organization, they're a tight knit family. So I, I just don't see that happening, especially with all the possibilities we have next season because of all the players and, you know, the injuries that we had this year. So, you know, the sky's the limit next season for us, really. Absolutely. You know, it's funny to me because um, Sean Payton uh, reminds me uh, he has the same kind of affect sometimes as Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin. And um, I just think that those are two other guys who in the league just they're not there for any kind of BS. They're just there to talk about their teams and do what's right by their players. And um, I would love that Sean would get a little bit more recognition for that. Like Bill Belichick gets it. They kind of just scoff when Bill does it, but when uh, Sean does, or when Mike Tomlin does it, they just think that's ooh Steeler nation. And I would love if Sean could get that same kind of, um, recognition for being, you know, team first, New Orleans first. Mm-hmm. Saints I first. think it has a lot to do with the legacy of the teams. I mean, Bill Belichick, how many Super Bowls has he yeah. won? You know, Mike Great Tomlin, point. same thing. Whereas with the Saints, they've only won the one. I mean, we should yeah. we should technically have two, definitely mm-hmm. two, possibly three. Mm-hmm. But it's the same this it's the same disrespect that Drew Brees has gotten throughout his whole career and continues to still get, even though he's retired. I saw a post, uh, was it last week about like, who do you think is the top five quarterbacks of all time? I mean, here is Drew Brees who's broken every single record you can imagine. And Mm -hmm. he wasn't in that top five list. And a couple other reporters had had chimed in on it and, and added their, you know, two cents. And a few of them had Drew, but most of them did not. And I can guarantee you had Drew won the Super Bowl in 2018, yeah, you know, with the, we this discussion would be completely different. I mean, even even bringing up Eli Manning, Eli Manning was not a great quarterback. He, he was, was a not. good quarterback, but he gets respect because he won two Super Bowl rings. Yeah. So I think in the same discussion with Sean, that's why he doesn't get it is because we don't have that second ring and that second trophy here in New Orleans yet. So it, it, to me, it's like people say, oh, again, championships mean everything, but it's like you know, Drew literally you know, came back from a, what could have been a career ending injury when no team really wanted him except for Miami. And they ultimately passed, which was great for us, but for him to come back and, you know, be a better player, stronger player and lead the saints to, you know, three NFC championships and just, you know, the dream season in 2009 and winning the Super Bowl, I mean, there's that, that says a lot, but it's just, it always has bothered me that drew didn't win MVP uh, two years when he really should have won when the, his numbers were better. And to this day still doesn't get the respect. And, and, and on top of that, like I said, Sean Payton is now at that point too. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, honestly, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like Sean has the same attitude that Drew had, you know, it's not about all of that. He put, you know, he's there for his guys and he wants to win and, you know, he doesn't really care about all of that. He kind of shugs it off. Drew was the same way. I mean, Drew was like, yeah, it's great to, you know, to win this and win that. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I play for my guys and I want to win. So I'm glad that he's like that. Because unfortunately, I think as long as you're in a market like New Orleans, that's never, we're never going to get that. And people always say, oh, well, small market teams, you know, this and small market teams that don't ever uh, brush off small market teams. Because if you remember what happened with Boycott Bowl. (laughs) Yes, I do. uh, after the NOLA no call, they had the mm. lowest ratings in New Orleans in the Super Bowl ever. And all, and overall, they had the lowest ratings in like 12 years. 
So don't brush off small markets because I, us here in, in a little old New Orleans, we buy merchandise. We watch the games. You know, we support teams online. We spend our money. We show up. We sell out every week. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't don't push that. Yeah, you might want to, to, to push your NFL teams in uh, an area like L.A., but you see, you know, how much support they're getting. They got that brand new stadium. And then look what happened in in, in, uh, in Atlanta. This is a great point on Sunday. Oh. It was five to one Saints fans in that yeah. brand new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yep. <clears throat> and the so, amount of red seats, just empty red seats, was a sea mm-hmm. of them. Um, yeah, unbelievably embarrassing. And I'm not oh, digging. Blank. I am not digging at the Falcons. I have family that live there. I have friends that live there. So I know for a fact that that stadium is not always packed. Even, I mean, it was the last game of the season they were knocked out of the playoffs. So you kind of expect that from most teams. But it's like that for regular season games in the middle of the season for the Falcons. They just don't show up like Saints fans do. And this team is just, you know, very, very embedded into the community. And and it's, it's a family on both sides. But I just, you know, I wish I wish we all got a little bit more respect as far as, you know, what this team has done, because it's really incredible. But I, I think, like I said, you know, ha- have we had a second ring? I think everything would be different. But, you know, it is what it is. We love our team. We, you know, we respect them. We cheer them on, you know, win or lose on Sunday. And at the end of the day, that's what counts. You know, we're, we're, we're who that's for life. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I I wouldn't get behind another team. You know, I saw something going around on Twitter. You know, if your existing team didn't, wasn't around anymore, who would you cheer for? And it was, I had no words. Nobody. Okay. Nobody. That's a lot of people are cheering for the Bengals because of Joe Burrow. and I know. That's, (laughs) I saw that. They're like, Hey, you got to be a little I like the Titans in the AFC. That's you know who I'm rooting for. Yes, I am rooting for the Bengals too. I just don't think they have enough star power to get through no. to the end. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, we're not like we're not like the Bucks, you know. Okay. Whereas like they signed t- Tom Brady two seasons ago, and they got fans coming out of the woodwork. And when he yep. retires, those fans are going to go back to where they came from. They yeah. they want to create this rivalry with the Saints. I'm like, where have y'all been the last you know 15, 20 years? It's like y'all haven't been around. You know, they want to make something out of nothing. Yeah, Brady brought you a championship, but he's not going to be there forever. And yeah. honestly, I wouldn't be too proud about him either. So <clears throat> I wouldn't either. I wouldn't <laughs> <And> either. Why... <clears throat> <laughs> and why is that, Georgette? <laughs> yeah, sorry. You did a lovely lead in for me. So I do appreciate that. But I guess I have a little bit more pent up rage than I thought. Um, so there's the story going around today, the interview that happened on a podcast with some former Bucks or current Bucks, I I could be, I'm just, I'm looking at them and I'm disgusted by all of it. Um, the story about Tom Brady going back into the locker room after Drew's final game, everyone remembers it was really heartwarming to see Drew there. And as Saints fans, we knew what that meant. Drew was out on the field after the game. Uh, last season and he had Brittany and all the kids and they were kind of walking around the Superdome on the field and Tom Brady came out and you know it was beautiful to watch I remember thinking oh my god there really is a human being inside of Tom Brady Mm -hmm. and he spent that time and he threw the ball with the boys even um with um you know their daughter whose name is escaping me I'm so embarrassed Rylan Rylan thank you I was thinking Bowen and I know that's one of the boys 
So he's throwing around the ball with Rylan and, and it was just beautiful. And they were talking, et cetera, et cetera. Come to find out if this story is true, that he went back into the locker room with his teammates and said some pretty hateful things. I'm not going to mm-hmm. repeat them. Um, yeah. About Drew. I saw and, it. I saw it right before. I, it. I've been busy today and I saw it right before we, we started recording. And I, you know, I had a little respect for, for him after that game, seeing mm-hmm. that too, I kind of felt like, wow, you know, it, 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 it appealed to, to humanity because, you know, with Tom Brady is married, his children. Yeah. So I just, I don't care for him because of the way he acts a lot of times, you know, with his tantrums and stuff. And yep. I, I saw that and I was just like, wow, you know, I, I earned, he earned a little respect for me. And then now after hearing what LaShawn McCoy said, I just was like, my instincts were right. You know, um, <laughs> I uh, like I spent 18 years working in HR and I've been to a bunch of training classes to read people. And so I, I get a pretty good feel of people. And Tom Brady, you know, my, my initial instincts were right about him. Yeah. So um, that was fake and just ugly and hateful. And, and yeah, I know you're with your guys and y'all are pumped up. Yeah. You know, we just won, whatever. But I mean, you and Drew are supposed to be friends. He's one of the mm-hmm. greatest quarterbacks of all time. Drew is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time he deserved a little bit better than, than that, if that's true. And I mean, of course it, 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 we don't know, it could be just lip service. It could be, you know, it could be blown out of proportion. Maybe things were said, not as, you know, to that, to that uh, effect, but it's just still, it's, you know, it's wrong. And it just proves one of the reasons why we don't like him, you know, and why there's just so much animosity, but yeah, Bucks fans. Hey, look, I'm here to tell you, you know, your team, we had your old quarterback. And they signed Brady and he's not going to be there forever. He's in his forties. Yeah. He'd like Mm -hmm. to play another 10 years, but realistically he's not going to play. You know, he's not a cyborg. He's not a robot. It's not going to happen. His, you know, physically he'll, he will go down as one of the oldest quarterbacks ever. If that happens, I don't foresee it happening. I see him playing probably another year or two, probably two. Um, But yeah, it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. And when he leaves, you're going to go back to, you know, where you were a couple seasons ago and what we're going through right now, you know, with, with growing pain, so to speak, the only difference is we had drew for a lot more uh, years. Mm-hmm. So enjoy it while you can, but don't, don't be ugly, you know, don't make it something it's not, you know, enjoy the time that you have. Cause it's football. I mean, a lot of you're like, I mentioned this on the show a couple of weeks ago, you're blessed to have a franchise. There's a lot of major cities that would love to have a franchise and they don't. You know, you're there, you've got your team, they're accessible, you get to see training camp, you get to be involved in different things that they do for the community. You know, we're all blessed to live in cities to have, you know, our favorite teams be there. And, you know, these te- these players, you know, they they spend all year prepping for games, the offseason comes you know, yeah, it's over with, but it's not over with for them. They have families. Your kids look up to these players. Be respectable. Be somebody that they can admire. You know, be be the role model and have good character on and off the field. And, you know, to just try to take it somewhere that it, it really doesn't need to be. It's just unnecessary. And, you know, if like I said, if all that stuff with Brady's true, then my initial reaction is is it was 100 percent spot on. So yep. I hope it's not because I just I would hate to have I would hate Drew to see that. Same. And think that, you know, his family spent all that time out there, time that they could have spent together alone. Right. Cherishing those those moments together. Well, those boys were there. Like, I think for me, the thing is, is that let's play this out that this is true. My hope is that Tom Brady addresses this and says false. 
um, didn't happen. Don't know what he's talking about, but I have a sinking sensation. It's true. The issue I take with it drew aside. Those boys were there. And is this how you want to conduct yourself in front of kids? Like, is this Mm -hmm. how you want to behave? This is what you want your kids to say when your kids grow up. If the the roles were reversed and if Drew did that, and if he went back into the locker room and said those things after spending that time with your boys, how would you feel? And Mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, Tom Brady would be tossing uh, surface tablets and acting a fool as he's demonstrated during the games. And, you know, I was always very appreciative of the fact that Drew always conducted himself with grace and dignity on the sidelines. Not all quarterbacks do, but Drew is one of those guys that, you know, maintains composure. And I, 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 I hope he does not see this or hear this. I hope that Tom comes out and says it's a falsehood. Um, no matter what, it put a stain on that moment that I think a lot of Saints fans um, kind of were really cherishing. I mean, when you read the feedback from Saints fans, they are losing their minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew something had happened. I came home and I was like, I jumped online for a few minutes and just to see if any news broke or anything before we started. And I was like, what is going on? I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's the off season and there's drama already, but mm-hmm. there, there wouldn't be an off season in new Orleans without drama. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 you know, part of us secretly love it because <laughs> it actually makes hundred percent. I'm here for it so all day. <laughs> definitely makes it go by faster. Just like this show go, goes by so fast. We have so much fun. And the next thing you know, it's like time to wrap up. <laughs> So I want to tell everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week on Floors Truly. Um, Next week, we will be covering a lot of events going on in New Orleans. This is just our season wrap up for the Saints this year. You know, we are officially in the off season, but we got a lot of stuff coming up. We got the draft. There's going to be, you know, scout reports, you know, free agent signings, big, big, big drama with the cap because the saints are still like 60 something million dollars over cap. So a lot of signings, a lot of decisions are going to be made. Of course, we will always keep you up to date on the latest, greatest that's happening with them. Any big signings, releases, contract extensions, new contracts, a lot of key players that we've got to lock up. So make Mm -hmm. sure you're following us on social media for all that information. I am Tina at the NOLA girl, and you can also follow Floors Truly Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are also on all of your podcast apps, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. And Georgia, you can tell everyone where they can find you as well. You can always find me on Twitter at Georgie68. That's Georgie with two E's. And I hope everyone has a great week. We're going to see you next week on Floors Truly, talking about all those delicious Mardi Gras king cakes and events coming up in New Orleans. So y'all get ready, get your bags packed, and come on out here because we got a lot going on. See y'all next Tuesday on Floors Truly.
Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.